Ever since I was a small boy, I've been obsessed with movies, books, and music. But as I grow older, I've begun to realize that these things increasingly miss the mark of fulfilling who we are meant to be. But they seem to have a common theme. They point us to a greater story, a greater adventure, a greater love, a greater joy. On this show, we dive into some of our favorite themes in songs, books, and movies so that we can begin the discussion of what our fascination with these stories actually reveal. A desire for something more. A desire for the unknown. A desire for love. A desire for God. Welcome to the adventure. Let's get started. to the Christ in Culture week number three. We are back at it again. Thanks for coming on the adventure with us this week. Uh, so yeah, we're going to jump right into it this week. Um, <laughs> so we want to kind of explain, I know in our intro episode two weeks ago, we talked about how there's a few things that um, kind of bumped us back. Uh, the reason why it took so many months for us to finally get started. I know Steve and I were pretty bummed over and over again there was different obstacles that kind of jumped in our path uh and one of them was uh pretty pretty significant uh i don't know if you heard about it but there was actually a little little hurricane uh Uh, a little giant hurricane. little giant hurricane (laughs) that uh came through this area um of of south houston and kind of the surrounding area yeah it was about uh 54 inches i think something around the something around there uh just to give you guys um that that don't understand that um katrina sandy and andrew those three hurricanes combined i think had 43 inches of rain so we had 10 more inches than all of those combined in this one hurricane so we had a lot of a lot of water yeah uh we could have swam uh basically through the city uh pretty (laughs) well (laughs) i I don't want to say safely but uh it was definitely enough water there Uh, so yeah there's a lot going on around here and so that definitely postponed uh, a lot of what we were planning on uh, because we were hoping to get started around the time that 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 happened actually so um but yeah so we kind of wanted to share a little bit about our our story during that time uh so uh we we stayed uh in this area so we are south of houston in kind of like a suburb i guess i guess you would say uh league city uh so we decided to stay we kind of tracked it a little bit um i decided to go over to steve's apartment and stay with uh, him and his his roommate, who was actually my coworker, David. Yeah, um, and and we were actually pretty good. We had uh, a ton of food. Oh yeah, like fill our bathtub with water. We had plenty of water. We had Brita filters to purify that water for yeah. drinking. Um, we were we were set. And then our apartment complex, the uh, batteries, candles, everything. Yeah, we had all that, and we had uh, our parking lot is actually elevated, and then we're on the second story, so it would have had to have been a lot of water. Mm-hmm. just to flood our parking lot let alone get up to our apartment so it's probably the best place to be if you were foolish enough to stay for a hurricane yeah. um, but we invited clint over because uh, i guess your apartment may have had problems in the past or no i don't think it was more of just uh wanting not uh, your yeah, car not to get flooded of, out i don't, which... don't want to get bored <laughs> more or less because uh, yeah. if, if things were to kind of uh go south 
I would be kind of stuck here for yeah. a week plus by myself. So it was more of just kind of having someone to hang out with, I guess. Which, uh, which ended up working out yeah, in his favor because I think your apartment complex ended up losing power and getting a little bit of flooding yeah. in a lot, right? Yeah, so there was, uh, I don't know how much flooding, it might have been some of the lower ones, but there was yeah. definitely some leakage, I think. Okay. Uh, but, uh, and then the big thing was, yeah, losing power, which actually it wasn't even my complex really uh, but we are on the same power line power grid as mm-hmm. uh, a neighboring building apparently okay. that was caught on fire and so because of the fire they kind of just cut our power too so uh, it, it was ended up being pretty good that I went over to y- y'all's place um, which was a great place to be if you didn't decide to go watch the fight somewhere yeah, else the Conor which... McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather fight uh, uh, so we ended up in Friendswood Yes, which was a so, place that got hit pretty bad. Yeah, so uh, we were over there at a, a friend's house for kind of a <laughs> a fight watching party, uh, and it sounded like that was actually pretty a pretty common thing that people did. They were in one place and they went somewhere else for the fight, and they got stuck there. So that's kind of what happened with us. And so, well, we were trying to be pretty smart about it. Um, yeah. Obviously, the fight was delayed, which didn't play in our favor, but. It wasn't raining when the fight started, uh, and when the fight ended, we were like, all right, time to go, and we looked out the front door, and there was three feet of water. Yeah. Um, they had a little pond that was like a little bit, probably like 50, 50 feet away feet, yeah. or so, uh, and that had already come into the parking lot. It was all flooded out. And so this all happened in the span of, what, 30 minutes, maybe yeah, 40 minutes? Yeah, it was a tops? lot of water all at once. Yeah, so, uh, so, so we kind of got trapped at, at our friend's house, which was... Uh, what would we estimate about 10 miles maybe from from where about we, 10 miles we from where we are yeah. uh so we there's uh, 10 of us in a two-bedroom yeah apartment. 10 of us in a two-bedroom apartment so that was interesting uh but what was it the first night we were there i think we we got woken up at 4 a.m yeah uh because one of the guys was uh, was there and he's like i think we can make it the rain stopped and we looked and um that pond that i was telling you about earlier that flooded all the way over into the parking lot had receded just enough to where the walkway that was once flooded was now no longer flooded. So we thought the water levels looked down, we might be able to make it. And we made it probably a tenth of a mile (laughs) before, maybe a quarter if we were really pushing it. We really made it about a quarter, but uh, it just was looking too bad. And so we turned back around um, and headed back to where we were flooded, which which, I, I, Which ended up making all of my clothes completely yes. soaked because I wore jeans yes. because I wasn't expecting to get stuck. Um, and so they had to wash my clothes for me. Which <laughs> I then, they have like this plaid blanket that I wore. So I had like a makeshift kilt. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't a good time. Well, you rocked the kilt though. You definitely rocked the kilt. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, as we're talking about like that apartment though, I definitely want to give a shout out to Teresa Diaz. Uh, so that's whose house we were at. We were at her apartment with her, her son, Joel. Uh, and they were awesome hosts, considering they had uh, like 10 different people living in their, their apartment for the, the next couple of days there. Um, they were very gracious and, and great hosts, and they took, took really good care of us and provided for us. So we want to give a shout-out for them because they were definitely yeah. uh, Christ to us for, for those couple of days there. Um, yeah, we, we, yeah they, they were very, very... Uh, just welcoming um and it was just it was good i mean there wasn't i mean it, you're you'd be hard pressed to find better people to be stuck with 
So what ended up happening, though, is we were with our friend Kevin Matler, who we've mentioned in a couple... Last week, uh, last right? Last week, yeah. I don't know if we mentioned him in the first one, but um, his wife, Sarah, was stuck back at their house. So mm-hmm. he had been that whole night researching yeah, the water levels and everything else. And so, you know, at one point in the afternoon on Saturday, mm-hmm. or was it Sunday? Yeah, I lost whatever day. Yeah, whatever day it was that the rain had sort of subsided for a couple hours. He, he was like, I'm going. And he's like, I think that these areas are going to be bad, but I think once we're past that. Uh, so basically, his wife was able to make it all the way to where she was just one mile from where we were. And so we were like, and I, was, I wasn't going to let him walk alone uh, through, through the water. And so without any thought about, you know, the fact that there's probably gators or <laughs> snakes or, you know, uh, fire ants or anything, we decided to, to help him get back. So we walked through... Uh, waded through um, waist deep water. Well, hold on. It was waist. It was waist deep for you. Some people aren't as tall as you. It was definitely <laughs> up to my belly button or higher. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So we were we were wading through some some water trying to get through the beginning part there. Um, but it, once actually, we got past that Kroger parking lot, it wasn't too, yeah, too it, bad. It was a little bit better after we got I don't know maybe a quarter mile in or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so after that, it, it was maybe ankle deep at, at the. At the yeah. deepest after that point. Uh, we, so. we hitched a ride with um, a very nice uh, couple and their daughter. They let us in the back of their truck. And yeah. they, they took us, actually, probably most of the way. They took us about a half mile. Yeah. Um, so we really, at most, walked a quarter to maybe a half mile. So um, don't know their names, but they, they were, were awesome. They were awesome yeah. and definitely praying for them just for their generosity in that. Yeah, and I, I mean... We, we kept going after that. Like I said, we had 10 miles, but we actually met up with uh, Sarah, Kevin's wife, uh, and she had their truck, and they met us from the other direction. So after we got past a certain point, she was able to meet us with the truck, and she brought us uh, back to back to our houses and safety there. Uh, but throughout the entire thing, I think we were all just blown away, and hopefully you all saw this too on, on uh, the news and, and the TV, but so so many people were just so generous and willing to help it was absolutely amazing yeah. so there, were, there was a story of a young man who had a air mattress and he blew up his air mattress and was helping his neighbors get out yeah you know just just an outpouring of generosity which it, you know just does my you know it may not be naturally from here but um, it made me proud to be a, uh, from houston yeah, and absolutely. so yeah and i definitely want to give another shout out to uh some absolutely amazing people from louisiana the the cajun navy yeah oh my gosh uh people came from louisiana by the hundreds with their Mm -hmm. boats literally by the hundreds and they came and they worked uh sometimes over 24 hours straight just out there trying to rescue people so they were absolutely amazing um in helping us and and we will be forever grateful for all that they did And, and the literally thousands of lives that they saved uh so you guys are great uh we want to give you guys a shout out too Uh, so obviously the damage uh the damage and the devastation um were just absolutely unbelievable here and and in different areas Uh, obviously there's a lot of different hurricanes that that have been hitting and and the fires out, out west and earthquakes in mexico and all that stuff that's going on uh but specifically foc- focusing on uh, Harvey here, uh, at a, 
at a time when our nation's only focus kind of seems to be dividing itself between Democrats and Republicans, blacks and whites, those who kneel before the flag and those who stand, uh, Christians and Muslims, pro-life, pro-choice, gay, straight. I think the hurricane also gave us something that we really needed very badly. Uh, and that's something to bring us back together, right? So for a while on Facebook, I saw that there was this fake uh, C.S. Lewis quote that was going around. You guys are going to learn that I love C.S. Lewis as, almost as much as I love Tolkien. So they were best friends, so I, I, I like to uh, take a lot of stuff from both of them. But C.S. Lewis, um, like I said, it's a fake quote. It was going around on the internet, um, and it was written to look like it was from Lewis's uh, book, The Screwtape Letters, uh, which is a really good book. Yeah. Um, but I think even though it's fake, it, has, it still has a really good point. It was written really well. Uh, so little backstory, the Screwtape letters are written as though a demon named Screwtape was writing letters to his nephew, Wormwood, uh, who's also a demon. Uh, and he's trying to help him become uh, a better demon, essentially. So this is the quote, uh, the, the fake quote here. So, my dear Wormwood, be sure the patient remains completely fixated on politics, arguments, political gossip, and obsessing over the faults of people they have never met serves as an excellent distraction from advancing in personal virtue, character, and the things the patient can control. Make sure to keep the patient in a constant state of angst, frustration, and general disdain towards the rest of the human race in order to avoid any kind of charity or inner peace from the further developing. Ensure the patient continues to believe that the problem is out there in the broken system rather than recognizing the problem with himself. I think there's a lot of good stuff in, in that. Uh, it's, it's a really good quote. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's, uh, there's definitely that tendency um, to sort of scapegoat, I think. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, instead, of, instead of recognizing um, sort of our own faults and failures and like where we need to, to sort of grow in charity, like we sometimes want to just blame others for everything. Even things that, not necessarily things that are within our control, but just mm -hmm. to distract us from, from growing. Yeah, and it just seems like we're always focused on, like I said, on, on the division, right? Yeah. So like you said, the, the distractions and blaming others and uh, I mean, not to say that the problem is always within ourselves necessarily, but I think it's important to recognize that we are extremely divided right now uh, with all the, the labeling that goes around and stuff like that. Um, but just like in any horror movie or adventure book where a group of friends goes out on a quest or they're trying to stay alive in a, a remote cabin somewhere, as long as they stay together, they're fine. But when they start to divide up, they're weak. You see that in literally every thriller movie, every horror movie, just about. Yeah, speaking um, of, you know, classic horror tropes last week, right? Yeah. <laughs> just, um, you know, there's always that, uh, well, let's split up, and then that's when people start getting picked off. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and I think it's the same thing the devil tries to divide us, right? I and mean, looking at our, our culture today, we have absolutely let him. But the Bible tells us that's not how we're called to live, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, in Galatians 3, uh, it says there's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither slave nor free, there's neither male nor female, 
for you were all one in Christ Jesus. So over and over in the Bible, we have 1 Corinthians 12, we have 1 Corinthians 1. All, all over these different places, we see uh, talk of unity. It's never talking about how we're trying to divide us up. We're trying to make us separate, you know. Uh, sometimes that's a, a result of, of standing up for Christ, but that's never our, our goal, you know. Uh, so we always strive for unity. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to be like perfect and we're going to agree with each other 100% of the time, but as a nation and especially as a church as a whole, I think when you start recognizing people's dignity as humans before we start stereotyping and categorizing, uh, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of that too, you know? Um, but we need to listen to what people have to say before we begin dismissing their thoughts and their struggles. So that's kind of just a thought there. I remember uh, in college one time, I had a friend named Evan Roback, and um, there was something that was going, I honestly don't even exactly remember. It was an article, um, I think it was like, things you need to do while you're still single or something. And a lot of it was um, before you get married, I think. And a lot of it was less than savory things. And I, mm-hmm. I remember I was very um, frustrated with this article. Um, and I was actually challenged by my friend Evan, who was like, he's like, look, man, like you may not agree with everything in there. And he's like, but we need to look at it with a little bit more of a spirit of charity, you know, in terms of there is something to be said about you don't have to get married right out of college. And mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of good things in there about learning about yourself and, and making sure that, you know, you are complete as a person before you can give a gift of yourself through marriage right and so while you may not agree with everything she's saying like we have to look at things with the spirit of charity and that it really stuck with me uh so shout out to evan if he ever listens to this podcast but um but that really stuck with me in terms of like we need to sort of look at each other and look at situations with more of a, a spirit of charity and and try to love before we judge absolutely um yeah i i want to throw just one more uh, Bible quote in there. Yeah. I feel like I'm throwing in a bunch right now, but uh, I mean, the, there's the famous First Corinthians 12, you know, uh, where it says like, "For the body doesn't consist of uh, one member, but many." You know, if if the foot says to uh, the hand, uh, "Because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body," but would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, "Because I'm not an eye," I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less part of the body. You know, so mm-hmm. uh, just because we disagree and, and in some places we might even be wrong, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are uh, not worthy. They're not right. worthy of love. They're right. not. But, and a lot of times, like I see this, uh, you know, we see even division within the church, you know, whether you be somebody who kind of likes charismatic music and mm-hmm. sort of praying over each other. Um, or you're somebody who likes the Trinitine Mass at Orientum receiving by intinction, yeah. um, they're, you know, we're all still one part of the church, right? We're still all professing the same things. Um, and while there might be slight differences, as long as there's not some sort of massive heresy being committed, like yes. we need to, to remember that we're all united um, and we're all different parts of the same body. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think the, the reason why we bring this up is that after the hurricane hit, people came from literally all over the country, and in some cases, all over the world, to to help. And uh, it was really cool to me. Nobody was asking 
hey, are you Republican or Democrat? I can't help you if you answer it wrong, you know? <laughs> Nobody was asking, uh, are you homosexual or heterosexual? Yeah. No one asked that. Everyone just helped whoever they could in whatever ways they were able because that is how we we're meant to live. Like, that's the love that we're supposed to share, you know? Yeah, I've met uh, being out there just helping people with um, the recovery and the, the, you know, the tearing out of the drywall and, and sort of rebuilding of homes. Um, you know, I've met people from, uh, from Ohio. I've met a guy named Hillary, giving him a shout out. Yeah, um, Hillary. He's from California, came out to sort of help out. Um, he's actually originally from Hong Kong, yeah, he is. I, but, but he, he's out in California right now and um, just wanted to come out and help. And, um, you know, and, and sort of uh, thinking about that, you know, I volunteered a lot through an organization down here called Adore. Um, they have something called Project Starfish, which is all about helping people recover. Yeah. Uh, and really, you know, they weren't asking those questions. If someone needed help, they could just find them online and like let them know where they were at and they would send people there, like no questions asked, yeah. you know, whatever they needed, um, whatever people needed, they provided. And I think there's just something about loving people where they're at and like providing what they need in their time of need that's sort of inspiring. Yeah. Right? Fun fact, I think actually uh, that Project Starfish, I think the Pines, shout out to them again from uh, yeah. two weeks ago in our, our origin uh, episode. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Pines was partnering with uh, Adore on that uh, a little bit. So. Oh, they might be, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm not positive. I guess I'm, I'm kind of out of the loop as far as the Pines world, but uh, I think they're helping with that. So they're, they're really close, yeah, so I could imagine. They're that. really, they work a lot together. So good stuff there. Um, but yeah, so when people respond like in, in this way, it kind of brings out a sense of hope that was, I think, uh, at least from what, what I saw, it seemed to be way more powerful than the sense of helplessness from the hurricane itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we saw all these people coming together, supporting and loving each other, we knew that we would recover. You know, We didn't necessarily know how long it would take or how hard it would be, but we, we knew that we would get there. Um, and I noticed that everyone who was interviewed on TV or the radio said something along the lines of, we will come back stronger than before right yeah, we got like jj watt who was all about that yeah he was awesome uh, he's a football player down here houston texans and you know i think about like mattress mac you yeah know, like oh. he did so much for for the houston community yeah so mattress mac just a shout out to him real quick too we're doing so many yeah. shout outs this, yeah. this episode but uh <laughs> mattress mac uh he's a pretty cool guy he actually opened up his mattress company mm-hmm. uh to people as a refuge during the hurricane and so he's been doing stuff basically ever yeah. since. And he's, I think, yeah, after, like, he was providing um, massive discounts yeah. for people that were affected oh so they could get, you know, like, beds that they would have lost in their game. He's a really, really inspiring um, figure here in Houston. So. Yeah, so there's just so many good people doing a lot of really good things. And I know, like, that quote, we will come back stronger than before, it, it si- seems kind of cheesy, you know, like a cliche. But uh, you can tell that it was true because of like the way that people actually responded with that hope and that love that was so present in in everything down here mm-hmm. uh, but so so steve i think you kind of mentioned this at the beginning uh, we made a small reference to it but uh my, my car was basically destroyed in the, the hurricane a little bit um so a couple weeks after it hit i actually flew back to where i grew up in iowa to get a new car just because there were so many cars being there were damaged cars around here and it was hard to find some that were 
for sale and that weren't damaged. Or and they were, the prices for cars was a lot higher because there was a need for it. So yeah, so there was, was more a, expensive. A lot of uh, interesting stuff. So I decided to go with someone that I could trust back home. Uh, so I flew back up there. We managed to find a flight up there and uh, a bus trip to where I grew up for, I think it was like $41. Yeah. It was awesome. So uh, it actually was cheaper to go all the way up there than drive the new car down than it would have been to just buy a car here. So that was interesting. Um, but the point is, everywhere I went, I met people who were kind of asking like why I was traveling. So I was at the airport, I was at a bus station for a while. I walked around the city of Chicago for like four hours waiting for my bus. Uh, and even in like the small towns where, where I grew up. So I kind of told them everything that happened and they always responded with uh, a ton of support and, and compassion and love. And it was, it was really overwhelming and it was awesome. But the one thing that I noticed was that it was actually uh, these people who, who hadn't lived through the hurricane who were less optimistic, less hopeful uh, of the situation, you know? So they kind of had this, um, I don't want to say uh, a sad perspective, but it, it wasn't as hopeful as the people who had lost the most, you know? So I kind of realized when we were going through some of the homes, helping people out that the people who had been hit the hardest and received the most love afterwards, they were the ones that had the most hope, even though they had lost everything. And I thought that was just, it was such a beautiful thing. Like this, this love feeds hope, right? So, I mean, that's, that's just a really strong testament, I think, of the, the way that we are called to live as Christians. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so kind of going off of that, uh, I really enjoy country music. So this is super random, I know, but I, I really enjoy country music coming from small town Iowa. And there's a song by uh, Luke Bryan. Uh, if Hopefully you all have heard him if you like country music. He's kind of a, a big name. Uh, but he has a song called Rain is a Good Thing. And in the song, he talks about like some of the great things in his life that he wouldn't have without rain. So he, like, he had crops, you know. Uh, yeah. With, uh, more specifically, uh, the, the song talks about corn, which is probably why I guess you like it from Iowa. Right. Is that of course. It's something? always. I think, I think at this point, so uh, a couple weeks ago, <laughs> we talked about how in all of his old talks, um, he would always mention something Lord about of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, and so I've, I've kind of noticed a theme where corn uh, in some way is, is, like, is, entering, is sort of entering <laughs> into these podcasts. Uh, sounds like we're intentionally trying to do, but it just, it's been mentioned in three for three right three now. So three. maybe yeah. next week we'll be able to break away from it a little bit. Yeah, we, we're not doing it uh, on purpose. It kind of yeah. just, corn's a big part of your life, I guess, when you're from Iowa, even though I wasn't. A farmer you know yeah. so but yeah so like I said in the song he talks about like all these things that that come from from the rain right so the crops the drinks the the memories of like getting caught in the rain with uh, like the one the people you love um, and like playing in puddles as a kid right who didn't do that honestly uh, but he he realizes that without rain none of those things would be possible so he sings over and over rain is a good thing Right, and, and I think, um, you know, like we need to, I mean, obviously there's a distinction between rain, which, which you know, brings forth life and crops, and because um, droughts are definitely not a good thing, um, 
and storms, which, you know, as we see in scripture, like aren't always great things. But I think it's also important to remember that like even in those storms, um, you know, Christ calms those storms, whether it be the physical storms or um, the storms in our own lives. And I know for me, rain's always been um, a really big part of my, my testimony just because I've always viewed rain since a, as a young age um, as a sign of like God's presence and as um, God sort of reassuring me like as there's like a, when I was a little kid and there's these big thunderstorms raging around, there was always that that knowledge and hope that that God will calm that storm, but like ultimately that Christ will will uh, yeah. calm those storms within me. Um, sure. Those hard things. So, yeah. Yes, yeah, so, I mean that definitely comes up in in Scripture over and over again. You know, um, but yeah. So just to clarify, I guess like I'm not saying that the hurricane was a good thing by any means, um, but God takes terrible situations and some of the hardest times, and He uses them for good, right? He took the worst thing that could ever happen, the killing of God himself, deicide, you know, and he used it to save all of us from our sins as the perfect sacrificial lamb. All right, so he took, takes the worst situation, turns it into the best possible outcome. And I think in this case that we're talking about, rain brought hope and unity to a country that had lost both. And, I, and for that, I have no problem agreeing with Luke Bryan here and saying like rain is a good thing you know yeah, yeah for so. sure okay. well yeah. I was going to say well thank you guys uh, for listening um, tune in next week we're going to sort of there's another uh, event that was sort of coming around in terms of the world was supposed to end on September 23rd so we'll be talking a little bit about that next week and thanks for uh, coming along with us on the adventure this week we appreciate it uh, like we said last week, if you guys have any feedback you want to give us, you can reach out to us on Facebook or our email. Again, we'll put all that at the bottom of the, the notes here. But our email, again, is thechristinculture at gmail.com. Hit us up for any comments or feedback. We appreciate it, and we appreciate you guys. So, Oh, also... Uh, pray for me. My birthday is actually going to be this Thursday. Hey, turning big two six. There it is. So, um, whenever we meet next, I will be a whole year older. I'll tell you how that feels. There we go. All right. So y'all have a good week, and we'll catch up with you next week. God bless.